Hey everybody, welcome to an episode of the Bang Boardcast. It's episode number 192. I'm Chris. I'm John. You mean this isn't 190? No, we did Or 191? <laughs> well, that's obviously not 190. Yeah. Oh. We're two but, episodes past that. But is Move that, on. is that, is that up for people to download? I'm pretty sure it never it, did. It didn't make it? No, it didn't make it. I remember, it. I distinctly remember recording it episode <laughs> yeah, 190. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it happens. We lose episodes. It happened before. Oh, we have an yeah, we, we, lost we actually have a lost episode. Yeah. And then we you know, found Adam, it about Adam a year a- later. <laughs> Remember? Yeah, it was a couple months later. Yeah. I, uh, you know, out of uh, 192 shows, really we've only lost one, mm-hmm. so that's not bad. Really, I'm still better than 99. percent Yeah. So, suck it. And I'm Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm John, who loses episodes. Paul lost that episode. Mm-hmm. I dropped the ball. Bro, weekly podcast that drops it in three ways. The first being the week in geek, bringing the top geek stories of the past week. Then we go into the list, the books we're looking forward to coming out November 27th. And then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. This week it's our annual Thanksgiving episode where we're going to talk about some stuff that we're thankful for. Maybe some stuff that we're not thankful for. I don't ever remember how I introduced this part. Well, we do, yeah, we we do our what we're thankful for, mm-hmm. and then we do a little bit of a turkey re- awards. I think that's what we called the last year, like who was the biggest who, turkey. Who's the biggest, biggest turkeys. Yeah, biggest turkeys of the year. Sure. Something like that. Something like that. Something like that. And beers. And beers. Oh, I could come drink. up with something clever. So like, and we drink. No, I even <laughs> remember how you introduce it, because there's a lot of drinking in between then and now. Well, we have uh, a little bit of a theme today. Everything we have has been aged. In our cellar. In, in the cellar. Um, we have the Southern Tier Pumpkin, the Southern Tier Cuvée. This is their oak-aged ale. This was the first one that they did. And as Paul said, it's the only one he's seen. Yep. I actually, they released them, I think, in a, a, a series of three all at once. Hmm. Mm. Drop the ball on that one, too, yeah, Paul. Yeah, I didn't pick up two and three because I didn't see them. I only saw series one. And then from the brewery, we have the Boas, which is a beer. I don't know. I think it's a stout aged in bourbon barrels. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just says 100% ale aged in bourbon barrels. Hmm. So there it is. So there's that. 100%, boys. 100%. Aged in bourbon barrels. So that, that's that's going to warm us up during these cold, cold nights. It is, and it is cold out there. Yeah, it's, it's been rough. It's like today is like 22 degrees outside. Yeah. Yeah, cold buffalo weather. <laughs> Especially getting Should, off the plane. Let me, like, let me throw some newspapers in the in the big metal barrel we have here to warm up. Oh, what, what what's this top story I see on this one I'm about to throw in there, Paul? That's a good question. The news? The news? Uh, We can talk about the news? Talk about the news. So, uh, teardowns, the new consoles have been out now for over, well, both consoles are now out. Not over a week. (laughs) Not over a week, hardly at all, at the Xbox One. Uh, and there was a teardown done by, I think, probably iFixit or one of the websites, Arts Technica had an article about it and they found that the parts, the components for the PlayStation 3, uh, only add up to about 380 nine dollars and it costs three hundred and ninety nine dollars to buy so instead of last time where you know the blu-ray technology was so new in the playstation 3 sony was losing money every time somebody bought a playstation 3 this time they're going more the nintendo route which is let's let's make sure we're breaking even on these things at the very least that was the cool thing about the playstation 4 is it's all existing technology mm-hmm. 
like there's nothing earth shattering like the processor, everything, like the drives. It's all stuff that you could kind of Frankenstein together to make a system. Yeah, because these consoles are becoming more and more just computers in a box, and, and this, this is the first time we really see uh, these these things. Both this new system launch where you can look at both the hardware specs and really try to figure out like how powerful they are and whether or not they're worth the money. And I actually got to play both what? systems today and got to play the exact same game, um, the the new Call of Duty for both of them. Where, where were you? Some uh, Silver Spoon Kids house? Yep. <laughs> Randy's. <laughs> uh, no, my sister bought him the one system for like his birthday and Christmas, and uh-huh. then he ordered the other one for himself, and he wasn't sure which one he was going to keep, but it was, uh, he used his Best Buy card, which he only has to pay like $30 a month for the system. And my sister's like, just keep them both. Like, who cares? You already have the one paid off. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I got to play both. I, I enjoyed playing both of them. Um, I think the, the effects on the PlayStation are a little crisper, mm-hmm. look a little nicer. Um, but the, uh, the PlayStation, or I mean, the, the game, the, bleh, the Xbox, um, I actually really liked playing a little more. Uh, it felt like it streamed a lot faster. Um, the controller, both controllers are nice, but the Xbox one, I really like. Like, it just fits right in my hand. And, uh. Well, that was my complaint about the PS3 is I was so used to playing on Xbox that that controller just felt so dainty and light. This one's got a little more heft to it. It's a decent controller, mm-hmm. but the the layout, everything with the Xbox, it really just it does feel nicer. The non-symmetrical way where the sticks lay. Yeah, a lot of people complain about how you have to have both thumbs like in the middle. Yeah, yeah, and it just kind of causes your hand to clench up a little bit more with the PlayStation controllers. I heard that this one, since it's you have more real estate, it's a little bigger, a little heftier, that it eases that a little bit. But uh, especially with this center button, clickable yeah. touchscreen, where they're kind of close, the thumbsticks are now a little farther apart from PlayStation 4. From reviews I've read, I haven't yeah. had hands-on time with these systems, um, unlike this Silver Spoon kid over here <laughs> going over. I, going I, over to... I was over there, I was over there house. getting stuff ready for Thanksgiving, doing some cooking, and uh, Randy was more than happy to show me. <laughs> How his systems are. He's very excited. Uh, one thing the Xbox doesn't know is how to fuck off. Randy was like, Xbox, fuck off! And, uh, and then it was like, Xbox, game. And it went back to game. Because sometimes you can't just say Xbox. Because it'll pause your game and bring up, like, waiting yeah, for the next. Uh-huh. The Connect will read that. Yeah. yeah. But then it doesn't know to fuck off. It's like, Randy, you really gotta teach it how to fuck off. <laughs> He just like it just read him saying Xbox off. And, like, <laughs> it was shutting down every time he was playing a game. Well, you can disable the uh, that kind of feature too on the Xbox controller, or just yeah, leave I'm it taking the time to do that. Yeah, yeah. he was having trouble. Uh, well, like, and my sister was like, "Oh, it was." I really liked like all you had to do was hold up the um, like all the the free stuff that you get. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a free achievement for like day one and stuff, and you just hold the card up, it reads mm-hmm. it, gives you the achievement. You know, your free 14 days of Xbox Live, mm-hmm. like you just hold that up because 
What was really funny is Randy thought that he held up his 14 days of live, mm-hmm. but it was the day one achievement. And then when he was yelling that it they don't have the live, he held it up mm-hmm. and it like just scanned it and then like <laughs> went up on that they had it. So, That's uh, cool. which is cool. There's no more typing in those codes, but it's also it works with the smart glass technology. Like mm-hmm. that's available for it as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really liked both systems playing them. Both of them felt like the, the controllers felt good. Um, I, I felt a little more laggy on the PlayStation, but that also could have been because the Xbox was still on, you know, it's always on. I don't know if that was sucking some power from it. Cause even like if you watch their route, if you watch the route, if you watch the router, like even when all the systems are off, like it's still showing that there's a connection to the Xbox One, so I don't know if that caused it. And I said, you know, we'll unplug it and then see it. and then see if that happens. So, but uh, both are enjoyable. I I don't plan on buying it till next year, one of the new systems. But it might be leaning a little towards the Xbox now after playing it. I'm still leaning towards the PlayStation. Just right now, none of the games that I want have any kind of release date at mm-hmm. all. So I, I'm in no rush exactly. at this point. Yeah. Like, I had that initial excitement where I was like, oh, boy. So wait, I thought you pre-ordered the yeah, PlayStation Yeah, I canceled okay. I canceled it. Like, every time I would go into games, I would be like, uh, you know, can I see the release dates? Mm-hmm. All the games I want aren't even listed for, yeah. like, 2014 or anything. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. Like, eh, yeah, Last Guardian, what's that coming out? It's not even on anything yeah. Sony talks about it anymore. No. Like, the director left, like, last year for yeah. it. I was so excited <clears> for that <throat> game. I'm like, hey, yeah. hey. <laughs> maybe we should get a PlayStation 3 and catch up on all is, those awesome games. And I'm like, is Randy worried about the Kinect camera, like, capturing pictures of his dong? Did you see that? <laughs> um, I He wasn't too worried about it. That That's actually a thing that... I forget what uh, website I saw it. I think it was Joystick. Uh, the Connect when it takes pictures and scans you in, it can read your package. <laughs> and now people are like, oh, it's like the TSA where they yeah. put you in those full body scanners and there's some perv like jacking off <laughs> to, to you getting scanned. Like, Well, that's the only thing is you can't, well, they... you can't watch anything dirty on your TV now. With the Xbox there. Xbox is, is always watching. Always yeah, Xbox, get sexy. Always judging. <laughs> it knows how to do that. I don't know. Xbox, choke me. <laughs> Xbox, spit in my mouth. Why is it the David, hey, David Carradine edition hey, of Xbox? If you want to tell us what your Xbox is going to do, let us know. Comment on the episode 192 over on the Facebook. We want to know what you tell your Xbox to do in bed. <laughs> Trying to make it more interactive, Paul. <laughs> That's good. I like interactivity. Interactions with our listeners. It's always good. I had no other news other than maybe DC, quote unquote. This is from uh, Robot 6 over on uh, Comic Book Resources. DC wins final appeal and long battle over Superman rights. Uh, the, what well, circuit court was it again? I forget. I read it. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals has ruled into two to one decision that uh, nope, uh, there was an agreement. 
DC Warner Brothers gets to keep the rights to Superman, uh, and because of past dealings, uh, you know, the past money that that exchange hand, the Schuster estate got over six hundred thousand dollars and other benefits back in two, 1992, and then in 2001 they got there was money. Uh, so Superboy is now created by Jerry Siegel. While Supergirl is based on characters by characters created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, uh, and they like the last Man of Steel had by special arrangement with Jerry Siegel family, like in the credits. So that's you know how we, Batman will always have created by Bob Kane, and yeah. I think that's right. I, I think the very least a company can do is put who created him. Yeah, like Ghost Rider, like. Has his name ever popped up on any of the Ghost Rider movies? You guys watched them all. So. Uh, yes, all two of them. <laughs> there wasn't a 1980s one? A crappy 1980s No. <laughs> Just the two Nicolas Cage ones. Really? There wasn't one like David Hasselhoff, Nick Fury kind of style? No, he was, no. He was Fury. Was right, just, right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like that kind of crappy No, not TV that like movie. that made for movie, you know, yeah, made for, for TV, TV movie. No. Not at all, Paul. Sorry, was a, sorry to ruin your childhood. Yeah, sorry, there, was down. A, there was a crappy Captain America movie. That there was. That there was. Also a Generation X one. Yeah. Well, that was a made-for-TV miniseries, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like I think Fox it was like a two-parter. Yeah, yeah. two-parter Fox. Two-parter Fox. Never saw it. I tried to look it Gambit up online, Gambit and White Queen and... Uh, uh, Banshee, no Gambit. Oh, it was Banshee? Banshee and White Queen were the professors. And then you had, like, Skin, Jubilee... Mondo I think, in it? I, I think Mondo was in it. Husk. Chamber? No, Chamber wasn't in it. I think it's because he it would be too expensive to have a man, like, just flames coming out of his face. But, I mean, but, later on they had everyone, like, he was constantly, like, bundled up. Yep. Yeah. And, like, turtlenecks. Like the character from Bazooka Joe. Turtlenecky, or whatever his name was. Yeah, I don't know his name. Witch's nose. Hey, we never talked about the beer. No, but we did pour ourselves a first glass of beer, and this is the 2012 Pumpkin from Southern Tier. Yes, this is one we've aged in the beer cellar, the bag board beer cellar. Mm. It still smells... I should make up a sign. You should put it up there. It still smells delicious, but... The pumpkin kind of really fades away, but those spiced flavors are still there, and it's still really good. Yeah, it's got kind of like a nice vanilla, too, on that back end. Yeah, I, I, like when I first took a sip, I had to ask what it was because the pumpkin is almost completely gone. But it's still a delicious mm-hmm. beer. It's very smooth, a little coin, just um, uh, and a little, I guess, tart on the back end. Where's my phone? It keeps on telling me I have sports updates. Mm, no sports here, Paul. This is a sports-free zone. Remember when we made you not watch the Super Bowl to do a show? <laughs> yes. Oh. I like it. I, I miss the Janet Jackson nip, nip slip because of it. No. I don't know if that's... That, no. It was, no, that it was Black Eyed Peas. That's the one that we were doing during the Super Bowl. I think so. I don't... Yeah. I, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I I clearly don't. I still, I still like this, but I prefer like a non-aged pumpkin mm-hmm. to this. We'll see how it is next year with the Warlock. Yeah. Maybe being a I might have beer. to make sure I drink all my pumpkins <laughs> yeah. soon. Guys, what are you doing later? I don't know. The next two beers are both like 11 and 12%, so 
We'll see. We might be doing a lot. Mm-hmm. Do we have any more uh, new stuff? Um, just real quick, AMC talking about uh, picking up Preacher um, for a new show, which if any station was going to do it, um, I think HBO. That, HBO passed on it I years know. ago. Um, but AMC, I think, would do it and do it fairly well. Um, other than being like an actual cable station like that where you could really get graphic as if, as the you need to be graphic with preacher too yeah like, that book is just so out there crazy violent and blasphemous yeah um but they've had such big success with other uh other thing you know walking dead walking Walk- dead mad but man. even you know mad men like all break breaking bad all those shows you know and they're a, a darker more adult show they are but Here's the thing, Preacher dwells so far kind of on the fringe just with how crazy out there it is. Like, okay, yeah, zombies are out there, but Preacher, you've got vampires, but you've also got him having, like, the word of God. You know, like, you've got... The saint of killers. Yeah, the saint of all killers coming in. Like, it's Tulip, his ex, who is now, like, a former assassin. Like, it's... There's a lot going on in there, and even on the comic book page, it's crazy and out there. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember the guy's name, but as he progresses through the series, like he gets more and more fucked up. Like he find like he's losing his ears, his eyes gone. Uh, Star? Star, yeah. Yeah. Like, and towards the end, like, he's just pissed off because he looks like a penis because he has, like, a huge <laughs> scar down, like, the top of his head. Yeah. Uh, like, this... AMC read the book, right? <laughs> pretty sure. Mm-hmm. You'd hope so. Uh, Flash has been upgraded to a standalone pilot. Yeah. For the CW. So, hey, have we ever watched that Aquaman standalone pilot that they no, did back I in the day it. during the uh, Smallville spinoff? Me either. Well, Barry's still making an appearance on yeah, Green, Arrow. Green Arrow, and I believe it's this coming week. Mm-hmm. Well, um, also going ahead with Nightwing stuff, too. Yeah, Nightwing's going to be on there. Uh, but So it's kind of interesting because Constantine on NBC, you're still being you know, kind of in development. And then you got the CW, which seems more like a shared universe because they're all kind of appearing on Arrow first. But Constantine won't be in the same universe as the... As Arrow and Flash, if the Flash gets a series. So yeah. unlike or, Marvel, or the Gotham yeah, with uh, Gotham. Commissioner Gordon is going to be on Fox. Yeah, I think that's okay. <laughs> like I'd more be more worried about the the Gordon one not fitting mm-hmm. into that universe than Constantine because Constantine can work on his own. Like mm-hmm. over at NBC, Grimm's a fantastic show. Like I haven't seen any of the more recent episodes, but I love like the first season mm-hmm. and like this. Uh, first half of the second one that I saw. Like, it's a great show, and I think Constantine can do well in that kind of storytelling, like mm-hmm. the monster of the week kind of it, It's It's baddie. just two separate approaches to this television phenomenon that we're now seeing in comic books, and it's kind of like exactly how Marvel went about becoming Marvel and DC becoming DC, which was... DCs were going to put out a bunch of different books, Detective Comics, this, that, and the other thing. And we're going to buy up this group here, Charleston, and have them continue their books. And you don't have a shared universe. And Marvel's like, no, no, we're doing this. 
they all got to play together. Like, so much as Thor The Dark World comes out and that week's episode of Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they have to mention it. They mention it, which they're, is... They're looking... Th- they're sifting through the crashed spaceship, you know, the parts mm-hmm. that landed on Earth. Which, yeah. that's what I want from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I want that yeah. to tie in. Like, I want that that feeling. I don't need that from Constantine, though. Right. But even then, with the Netflix deal, yeah, all those characters tie together, which tie into the greater world. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a very interesting... And it's also a very Disney way to play it, which mm-hmm. is like, no, no. This is our vision. We're going to port it through the system, and we're going to make sure that it's our vision throughout. Like it versus this kind of scatter shot that Warner Brothers is doing. Like we'll throw a bunch of characters out there. Whoever wants to pick it up and run with it, we don't know what's going to be hit. Yeah, yeah we're giving you works. this idea that's not going to tie into anything else we want to do. Yep. They're diversifying. But then, do you think they have that moment where they're like? Marvel's got three shows and uh, like a fourth like mini series, all gonna be on Netflix. Do you think somebody at DC is like, oh man, we might have missed the ball on this? Well, with Warner Brothers, what surprises me most about Disney going with Netflix is Disney is part owner of Hulu. They already have the same distribution channel as Netflix as Netflix, you know, through Hulu. They're part owners. They own ABC. Like, there's a ways for them to just keep it in-house, and they chose Netflix, who well, they, they, they don't have any dealings with well, other than contracts that they made. Yeah. But that is but them buying without, those contracts. But without knowing how those have benefited them, though, mm-hmm. it could be more worth it than we know. Yeah. You know, they're making they're getting money from Netflix in order to have their stuff on there. So maybe they're making a lot. But they're why wouldn't they want to see Hulu succeed? Like, this would be a way to drive... Because I think a lot of it, too, is the Marvel Studios have a a bit of a choice in that as well. And if the people say, hey, I think we're going to make... Not only are we going to do a better movie, but we're going to put out a better product, Mm -hmm. I think they're going to say, hey, you know what? That's the stuff, Daredevil was an okay movie, you know, it did, you know, all right. It's almost 10 years ago that it was a movie. All right, let's try it in this. The people who had the rights for Fox couldn't get the movie to work. All right, you say it does this, make it work, you know? And I think that's that's kind of how it is, is Disney's not afraid to put some stuff out there and say, all right, we'll do it on Netflix. We'll do yeah. it like that. And I think Warner Brothers with their DC is... Uh, we want to do these, but we, we're not going to do them. We're going to sell these off to yeah. allow somebody else to make them. And I think that's that might be their problem, is they're not... If you're going to be willing to do it, you should want to do it right. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the original Constantine movie, Catwoman, like, Man-Thing, yeah. you know, like, all those movies, they did not put stuff towards them. Wait, Man-Thing, isn't that Marvel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Marvel one. It is Marvel. You mean the original Swamp Thing movie with <laughs> Heather Locklear? It was the sequel. Oh, yeah, the too. original one had Adrian Barbeau in it. Uh, Those boobs were bouncing like crazy when she kept running through that swamp. <laughs> but you know what? Disney's going to do what they can to get that stuff out there and work. Like, a couple years ago, they had their Muppets like, Christmas specials. Mm-hmm. Like, they did the one with, like, the letters to Santa. That was all on NBC. 
This year they have a Thanksgiving special coming out, at, but that's going to be on ABC. Right. They still own the rights back when they release those other ones, but they put them out over on NBC, who's owned by Universal. Mm-hmm. Well, now Comcast. But yeah, but at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. It completely different company, their competitor. Mm-hmm. But you know what? They probably got offered something. They did it on the cheap. They probably offered to have, like, co-fund it. So, hey, why not? Like, we can save some money and still get our characters out there. Like, mm-hmm. It could be a comparable situation going yeah. on to the Netflix. Interesting perspective. Interessante. Does next beer? Is that what it meant? Is that what that is in, like, French or something? No, Interessante like... is Spanish for interesting. Oh, it's not. Uh, and just one more little okay. bit. Uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are getting together to produce, along with uh, DC and Warner Brothers, uh, Sleeper from Vertigo, that Brubaker book. Brubaker. Sleeper was Wildstorm. Wildstorm. Sorry. Okay. That's still a, it was yeah, it's a DC imprint. Imprint, yeah, by that time. And that's the one, Sleeper's the one that isn't superpowered. No, it is superpowered. Super it, it is superpowers. No, I thought that was with Incognito. No, they, they both, they yeah. both oh. So they're both superpowered. I have Sleeper and I read it like forever ago. I'm <laughs> trying to read because they were so similar. It's, yeah, I didn't even read Incognito. That's when I was kind of on the whole like, I have read this Sleeper. Ed Brubaker story before. Yeah. It's uh, and it was also drawn by Sean Phillips. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it gets confusing at that point. And this is the story of an agent that is undercover and trying to gain information on the inside of some sort of evil group, terrorist yeah. group. And his handler is killed. The only person who knows he was still working yeah. for quote unquote the good guys. Was killed, so killed. now he's kind of out on the ledge by himself and trying to figure things out. Yeah, it was a good book. I'm interested to see how it goes and where they what they do with it. It's surprising that it's Matt Damon and Ben Affleck producing it, but then again, Dulay Hill started producing episodes of Psych. Yeah, like so does a. Uh... They have plays Sean, like, yeah, they do he, everything he, on that they show. They direct, they write. Mm-hmm. They really enjoyed that show. They really enjoyed that show. I think they, own, you know, they became, you know, they came, became pretty big producers. And mm-hmm. if you're on a show like that, why not really take charge? Mm-hmm. It became really good. Like, it's a great show. I, I, I liked I, it from the beginning. I can't wait for it to the next, the next seat, like, Last year's season still isn't even isn't up on. Uh, oh, Netflix. it's still going. I thought it was over. No, oh, still, we're like yeah. we're like two on Netflix. There's like they're missing like two seasons. Oh wow, still. Oh good, good because I have that to look forward to because I'm on like season five. I think they or season four. I think it's up till season six. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it's up to six. So and there's like a seven and eight. I can't remember. I know I watch it. But does it leave off with his dad then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they uh, they haven't put up. They haven't put anything up there. But they did do a clue episode last summer Uh or the summer we just had, and uh, they had like a lot of the people back from Clue. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's hilarious. uh, I think Christopher Lloyd, um, uh, the uh, the guy who was Colonel Mustard. I can't think of his name. And I think um, Wadsworth, uh, Tim Curry. Tim Curry, because. That guy won't say no to any part. 
doesn't care if he has to put on huge horns and be a devil. He'll do it. It was, it was back in the 80s. It was like 30 years ago. Legend. He was good. He was good at it. You know, it was doing Legend. He almost didn't want to play Pennywise because he didn't want to do the makeup again. Oh. Very different makeup, though. Yes. That, that's how they sold him on it. It was going to be different. Like, Interesting. He, he was super creepy as Pennywise. I mean, he's the reason I hate clowns. Makes sense. We don't want to mess with that. Heard an interesting fact about, uh, just a totally tangential, just 80s, like, kind of weird nostalgia, uh, trivia. Uh, Ariel was modeled after Alyssa Milano. Really? Yeah. But her hair was modeled after Sally Ride, who's, was really? posthumously honored this week. That's weird. Hmm. Because of, you know, her having the longer hair, Sally Ride, the astronaut, uh, first female United States, American woman up in space, uh, how her hair floated in space. Like, that's what they looked at to model Ariel's hair, the little mermaid, while she was under the sea. Bun up, bun up. Uh, so yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And they also made Ariel a redhead because they didn't want her to be blonde. Because they thought it might confuse people with Splash, which was the first movie Touchstone released, which was owned by Disney. Interesting. Michael Eisner loved that movie, too. Well, he should. It was in development for 50 years at Disney. You hate Tom Hanks. Oh no, not Splash, but Little Mermaid. No, no, he loved, he loved Splash. Oh, That's why okay. Splash Mountain is named Splash Mountain because oh, really? he wanted a ride themed after the movie Splash. Oh, really? Because that was like the big movie that they had coming out, mm-hmm. and the Imagineers were like, well, "Let's not do that. Yeah, we'll have it themed after Song of the South instead, but we'll call it Splash Mountain." <laughs> there you go. That was a good enough compromise <laughs> for him. It was a huge hit, Splash, you know, it did really well. And that's what made them be like, okay, we, we'll do this mermaid thing again, but later on. That, they waited well, three more years. I think it was a lot longer than that. From Splash to Splash to, uh. To Little Mermaid. Yeah, Splash is like early 80s. Yeah, and Little Mermaid was yeah, well, 89. Little Mermaid was 89. So, yeah, but I think Splash is like 80. It's like nine years. Let's let's take a look at that while yeah. we're opening up the next beer. All I know is that they started development on Little Mermaid back in nineteen in the nineteen thirties. So it's not that long of a wait. Hmm. <laughs> and we're back, even though you guys didn't go anywhere. But we're we, back. We we, we, we went right. places and we looked it up. Splash came out in nineteen eighty five, and Little Mermaid came out in nineteen eighty nine. And they were looking at it back during 1985, but they decided Little Mermaid to hold off because they had something else in development, which was Splash. Which was Splash. This is from Wikipedia that we read, and uh, that's where I got the information about, you know, Alyssa Milano being modeled after, you know, or Little Mermaid Ariel being modeled after Alyssa Milano and also Sally Ride's hair. Hmm. What did Wikipedia it wasn't say? So much Sally Ride's hair, but just how it moved in yeah. space. What did Wikipedia yeah. say about this beer, though, Paul? But she's a, Sally Ride is a post-homious. How do you say that? Post-homiously, homiously presented. Posthumously. Uh, posthumously, not funny at all. 
But I was like post-communist. Like I was like, what are you? What are you trying to say? Uh, awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom hmm. this past week, and she helped bring life to Ariel. So there you go. There you go. Not political. Just saying. Uh, Oak Age Ale Curve Number One Cuvée. Cuvée. Oh, sorry. That's what the little apostrophe above the E means. Yep. But it isn't an apostrophe. It's a adipoth. Whatever it's called. Yeah. There's there's no R in it. <laughs> but uh, Q Cuvée. Number one. And this is a ale. American ale. Okay. Cool. American strong ale. Strong ale. Aged in French oak barrels. French oak. Uh-oh. Not white oak. Not not bur- not good enough to become bourbon barrels. But it's still very, very good. You get a, you get some of that really nice, that oak really on the nose. Like, it's really nice. And, uh, like, on the on the box that the, the beer came in, like, they said you get, a, like, a definitely like a honeysuckle taste at the end, and mm-hmm. you do. You get, like, a... Nice little honey, and yeah, we're yeah, there's sweetness really sweet yeah. on this. And we're thinking this is a 2011 bottle. Yeah, because I'm not sure when we I got it, but they, it was and we, it doesn't it doesn't after say I moved into the house, but they originally started we, doing the series in 2008. But John saw someone online and said they got it in 2011, and Paul, I'm pretty sure, yeah, like it was after I moved in to this house, so it couldn't be from 2008. So. uh has, the earliest I could have done was 2011. But almost it was up on the store shelf forever. Who knows? Who? And it, it's a 11%, point. so, you know, it's going to keep. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we opened it when we did. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's enjoyable. It's Yeah. I, I would like, I, it would be smart for them to have, like, a date on it. Yeah. Somewhere. Either on the bottle itself or on the box it came in. Right. Yeah. It's not on either. Yeah. Well, you know, southern tier. What do they know? I don't know. Th- yeah, this got put in the cellar before we really started keeping track of our shit in the cellar. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad this gla- was put in the cellar because I'm like, oh, we'll try this one day for the podcast, and then we never did. Right? Yeah. And then it got mixed up with all the other stuff. No, I'm glad we found it. I'm glad you pointed it out too, because this is really good. It's, it has like, you know, you're drinking something strong, but there's nothing that, there's no burn to it. There's nothing that really goes. Yeah, just like boom in your mouth for an eleven percent, super smooth, really nice. Like that honeysuckle kind of honey flavor on the end. Yeah, I'm I'm becoming really afraid of all the beers that I have down in the drink me part of the cellar, because I'm like, ooh, after drinking the uh, wrestler. Yeah, and that was months ago, and I still have one wrestler down there. I'm like, ooh, what else is turning or turn? You know, going to turn soon. Like, gotta start drinking them. Yeah, we got some I flat got... tire down there that. You know, that's from the the spring, and that's probably not a, a good. Mm-hmm. I got that Lake Harry Monster. That's probably not going to hold up very well. Uh, it's it's a high percent. It's probably really going to change, mm-hmm. but I think it's it's not going to be what you loved about it. But, mm-hmm. hey, your old Lake Harry Monster, we can do that against the new one. Yeah, maybe. I'll, I'll throw a bottle over there then, because I have a few. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I... I Blickery Monster, Alchemy Hour are two things I could not hold on to. Oh, yeah. wow. There's some things that I'm like, oh, I can sell out of this because I really want to try it. It wasn't Cellared. because I wanted to. It was because, you know, I was buying more beer than I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Which 
You need to invite your friends over more because Chris and I both have a drinking problem, Paul. One day a week over here with all that beer in the cellar. I don't yeah, think that works. The, my eco- the economics of it wasn't working. It's, It'll go away soon. You'd I have no problem. <laughs> I had and we've, we've, a beer surplus. We've rarely been buying anything really for the cellar. No, we shouldn't. Well, because you've seen it. Yeah. We no, have. we, yeah. I'll buy you a bottle of something if I see yeah. it every, every once in a while. I'm just doing it, like, that week or well, the week after. I usually, I've taken to, accustomed to buying two bottles of everything when I go to buy it, because I'm like, well, one if the guys want it for the podcast, and one for myself. Like, the Merrymaker, I bought two bottles, because I'm like, well, I can't. But I, yeah, what, I, bought, I bought two but, bottles. But what I was doing before was <laughs> buying two bottles of that and being like, oh, the Christmas sale is out. Well, I better buy a six pack of that. And then, like, just having it and just, like, not drinking. Yeah. So I've cut back on that kind cut of... Cut back on that, crazy surplus man. spending. What aren't you cutting back on, Paul? Well, I'm definitely not cutting back on my comic book buying. For well, November 27th? For November 27th. No, I'm diving right into Hawkeye, number 14. That's right. They're going back to Lady Hawkeye over on the West Coast. Because you got to have a West Coast, East Coast rivalry going on over at Marvel. And what better way to do it than with two Hawkeyes? This deals with Lady Hawkeye finally following up again after, you know, the annual. The annual. That happened how many months ago? Right. Uh, and, yeah, well, the last two have really continued on with that original story, um, 13 and 12. And they introduced uh, uh, Hawkeye's Clint's brother. Which I thought was pretty fun, because he looks a lot like Clint and the uh, the Russians coming after him. Yo, bro, bro, do I, bro. Do, I, do I know you guys? <laughs> <laughs> so the, they're they're fun, and and also you know you got to know you need a continuation with um, what's his name getting assassinated on the or murdered on top of the building. So kind of needed those issues. You did. But I do enjoy like a flip flop between both the Lady mm-hmm. Hawkeye and the yeah, Hawkeye. yeah, and that's why because I kind of like I like I picked up the second trade and I'm like okay, well I'm going to keep up with these issues and then I don't, and then I'm like oh yeah. new story arc I'm going to keep up yeah. with these issues and then I don't so it's but I'm like ah new storyline I'm jumping in number fourteen okay I'm back it's one of those series that I'm getting so sporadic with my comic buying now yeah, it's hard to keep up it's. So I wouldn't mind just having those trades mm-hmm. and keeping up that way now. Because, like, single issues, it's getting hard for me to to justify buying a series that's like, well, I'm only going to buy this for, like, a year because after that point it's going to change, it's going to get canceled. Like, look at Daredevil. Yeah. Like, I was like, man, I'm a Daredevil fan now. That series is ending. It's like, yeah, but you've gotten, to... like, 40 issues of yeah. Daredevil. It's like, I don't, I'm not going to be buying Daredevil anymore, so why... I feel like all those issues that I did buy, no matter how much I've enjoyed them, it's kind of been a waste because I'm not going to go back and reread them, even though I loved it. (laughs) But here's the thing. If it was in a trade, Uh I would go back and reread it easily because I can just walk over to the shelf and pick it up. It's it's on your shelf. It's not... Do do I need to take a book-binding class or something? Maybe. Maybe. That's the thing people do. So maybe she can... Three hole punch. (laughs) Just put them in a binder. I... I could. Like, I probably wouldn't care. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I'm... Hawkeye, I love that series. I might start jumping to the the trades for it. Mm-hmm. 
I've been keeping up on it digitally because I really, I really love the series. And like when we read the the second trader for my birthday, mm-hmm. I read the whole thing. You know, I think maybe in an hour between a couple beers, and uh, I was just like, man, I love this book. Like it really just. It's one of those stories. It just mm-hmm. feels right for for me. Like I, I really do love it, and I've been keeping up on it on um, on uh, digitally because it's one of those things. But I do, I do look to see. I let a couple couple issues go so I can have a a multitude, a good stack of reading. Read. Yeah, that's how I kind of. I'm doing Hawkeye. I've been doing it with, and also uh, Thor: God of Thunder, where it's like. I really enjoy them, but man, like, making sure I pick up every issue. It, when, when he stopped going every week, it's really tough to keep in comics, staying to, on top of comic books. Yeah. Here's the thing, like, when you haven't gone in, like, a month and a half, it's hard to even want to go. Yeah. Like, that's where I'm at right now, because I haven't gone since before my birthday. And I'm just like... Ooh. Like, ooh. Yeah, it's like, I, yeah, I could go to Don's, but it's like... I. Haven't read comic books and like I'm behind now because like mm-hmm. we didn't have a couple of our previews turned in. Yeah. So it's like, well, those books that I do buy wouldn't have gotten pulled because they never turned in the order form. So it's kind of like, should I go and just see them not there and be like, eh? It's like I'm just gonna probably have to track them down digitally or like pirate them anyways uh when when i mm. when i realized that we had like three months of previews not put in i've been buying everything digitally yeah. and um like i i feel bad about like don's and our comic book shop but at this i it is far away for you guys well oh, especially for you john you don't work yeah close i, to I it. work up there chris you now work up there you you really have no excuse uh <laughs> sorry <laughs> no but, like i I pick up my wife from next door to Don's yeah. Atomic Comics, so I, if there's a book coming out, like, I'll go in, but there's been weeks with the new DCU just kind of fumbling for me, like, where I'm not buying, I'm buying three DC books instead of, like, the eight that I was normally buying. Yeah. But here's the thing, Like, though, I Paul, don't need to go in even when, anymore. Even when the new 52 came out, and you're still like, oh, I don't like this book, but I want to buy it, and John and I were talking, like, no, if you're not enjoying it, don't mm-hmm. buy it. Like, I think you have that comic book Catholic guilt. Where it's like, <laughs> but I should be reading this book because it's I, a like, character I, I like, like the character. Exactly. Yeah. And therefore, I have to support the character. Otherwise, am I really a good fan? And that's what I was doing with Teen Titans. But I just, because mm-hmm. Tim Drake was in it. And I just yeah. did not care for the book like I did when I was reading Red Robin. I don't want to be called a bandwagon. And that's the thing, like, I... I don't want to be a bandwagon fan. I jumped off, and I might miss, you know, my Tim Drake fix, but... You weren't getting a good Tim Drake fix anyway. Exactly. It was like, I was paying three bucks a month for a couple pages of Tim Drake who... Wasn't really Tim Drake. Yeah. But I... Still loving Batwing. Ah, Batwing. Batman and Nightwing. Mm Mm-hmm. I see where they got Batwing from. Oh! (laughs) I saw a kid in the airport wearing a Nightwing uh, hoodie. Mm-hmm. I said, "Hey, what's up, Nightwing?" He's like, "Oh man, good to see you." I'm like, and he like totally played it. He's like, "Oh really?" He's like, "Oh cool, cool catch." So you actually know what this is? And the like, kid's <laughs> parents were like, "We told you not to talk to old men." <laughs> no, it was about my age. Okay, blue, blue, or, blue or red? Blue, blue. Well, yeah, just a blue bird crest thing, not uh, the not the V 
Just the bird crest hoodie. I'm like, hey, what's up, Nightwing? He's like, hey, what's going on? When I was in Vegas, I wore my Buffalo Bills t-shirt. and Did you get mocked for it? No, no. People <laughs> okay, you know. no, that was a legitimate question. Why are I you won, laughing? I won 10 bucks because I put Did money you bet on the against bills. the Bills? No, oh. I put money on the Bills, and we beat the New York Jets. And uh, people were like, hey, Buffalo. You know, it was kind of fun. Um, I, I had an ex-girlfriend that used to, like, she used to give me shit about, like, the the, the sh- comic book stuff or mm-hmm. just the different nerdy shirts I had. And I go, I get compliments or people say stuff to me all the time. And she was, she kind of rolled her eyes at me and we were walking through, we were going to look at the falls in Niagara Falls mm-hmm. and this wedding party was like coming through, having just gotten their mm-hmm. pictures taken. This dude goes, awesome mage t-shirt. And I was like, see? Like you bitch. That guy in the wedding party knows I'm wearing a mage t-shirt. Yep. It's just a white lightning bolt on a black shirt. That's all you need, man. Something. Something that doesn't stand out. Everybody knows the Superman symbol. Yeah. Right? Mage? Nightwing? I had, I had a, my, um, Joss Whedon is my master now mm-hmm. t-shirt. And I was like sitting out on a porch at a bar having a beer and somebody was just like, Serenity now. <laughs> and I was like, what? You sure? I'm like, oh! <laughs> like, I, I don't know what the hell you were talking about, guy. I held reference. I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> oh. What's a book you're looking forward to, John? Uh, I'm actually looking for uh, looking forward to a new book from Image Comics called Black Science. Uh, the premise of this book is a scientist has found this gateway that kind of cracks between uh, our universe and like the magic universe, and it's kind of the science and magic. What? what why? Nope. Go ahead. Continue. Crossing uh, over. And these people get stuck in this kind of science. I really wish Crazy. I knew what Chris was thinking. Should I hit I would, pause and like no, let I'll, us I'll know? I'll say it because it's just a terrible joke. I was like, oh, John, are you looking forward to one of those Blue Water books about Neil deGrasse Tyson? And they do those terrible uh-huh. books about yeah the like the biography books. Mm-hmm. That's all. But it kind of sounds like it's like a almost like a Fantastic Four. Hey, Neil deGrasse Tyson has been in uh, Action Comics. Was he? He's blaming where Krypton was to Superman. Huh. He's an awesome dude. Sorry, John. That's all right. But it, it seems kind of like an interesting book, and I always like to branch out and go to those indie titles mm-hmm. that always sound promising but never really make they never it. never fulfill. Yep. And I don't like I give them like one or two. I give them the one or two. The one or two the one or two issues. No, no, it's okay when you're there, but then you're just like, I could have done that myself. <laughs> it's like yeah. You're but here's the thing, you're always hand jobs. The, 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 the problem is is when that hand job starts with that issue number one, you're hoping that it turns into a blowjob. You're hoping that it gets good. Or just sex. <laughs> yeah, you're just hoping it moves on to the next level, yeah. You're just waiting for the next wrist level. to start aching and be like, just, just, just spread them. Just knob down on it. Uh, <laughs> we got there. Hey, Chris, besides blow jo- giving blowjobs, what are you looking forward to? <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, wow, that was a lot of just 
I thought I thought John was finishing up the week. The that was what, <laughs> no. no, I gotta get my book out of there. I'm actually looking to a original graphic novel from over at Vertigo. This is Ferris in the Land. This is the next OGN in the Fables universe, uh, written by Bill Willingham, with a cast of other creators working with him on it to draw. Um, this is very similar to the 1001 Nights of Snowfall, where it's going to be a bunch of short stories told in the Fables universe. Oh, cool. But, so I'll hear an interview with him on NPR soon. Most likely. Uh, but this one, it's all... Instead of like we had Snow White telling the story before Sherzadi style, this one, all the stories are told by the Magic Mirror. Oh. So he's kind of the one delivering the tales to us. Oh, that sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, I've always loved the Fables book. I've talked about it for years now on the show here. Mm-hmm. I love when they do the original graphic novels. Like Going on four years now. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. But The Thousand One Nights of Snowfall, I bought that when it came out. The Wolves in the Heartland came out last year, picked that one up, dug it. Looking forward to this one, too. Just it's Fables is a book that knows that, hey, we can get people to buy those issues, but our real market is that bookstore crowd. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about the other week when with Mystique being the tsunami book. Yeah, yeah. Like trying to get into you the You didn't book hear market. that, though. You didn't hear that. Oh, right. But the Fables readers are the people that will go back and Two weeks buy, ago, buy that perfect. trade. And hey, while they're there, they'll go and buy that original graphic novel or that just full-on novel like he did with Peter and Max. I like Bill Willingham as a writer just because he is someone that's willing to branch out there and do stuff that's a little bit different. But don't ask him to write a JSA story. Because Paul won't like it. Nobody liked him. Did you like those JSA stories? I was never a really big JSA fan. Yeah. So, there... Even Bill Willingham couldn't make Christopher Roy. That was a good one, because now we gotta, we gotta like open a, that. Because it looks like a shark draw. You've been working on that for a while. It's fun, though. You can take a tour of the shark tank at the Golden Nugget and receive a souvenir shark tooth. Mm. When you said shark tooth, it reminded me of Land Before Time. Shark tooth! <laughs> okay, so, I never liked Land Before Time. You don't like anything, that's why, Paul. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, no, job. why are you surprised by this? We just talked during our break about how he didn't like Fable an American Ghost tale. We, no, what <laughs> happened was I was like, oh, I've never seen all of Little Mermaid. I've seen bits and pieces, but I never really was like, oh, i got to see all of it. And Paul says that I don't have a soul. Yeah. But I had a childhood where I had many things that I loved. Cartoon movies, everything under the sea. I have all this affiliation to it, like, oh, I have to watch this. I loved it as a little kid. I still love it now. Yeah. And Paul doesn't have, like, anything like that except for doing his dad's taxes in 1989. It's true. And really, you're probably, like, like calculating things and being like to your sister, like, turn that crap off. I don't care if it's a little mermaid. I'm trying to do the taxes. And I don't have a soul. It is true that uh, when I was really bored, I would gather up... <laughs> I don't even know where this could go. Uh, I would gather up my baseball cards, look back at the statistics for the hitting, for the, you know, the, like, the designated hitters, and, like, try and co- I was trying to create a dice-based game. Nerd! 
uh, to play baseball with randomly selected baseball cards, mm. like to field the team and whether or not they would get a hit based off their hitting average and their home, like how many home runs. And so I had like sheets of paper, like written out, like <laughs> figuring out, like okay, so one thirty-three, you know, point three three batting average is one third. So therefore, a hit would happen on you know. That's five or six because that's one third of the the dice, and like what what would constitute a yeah that's what I did as a kid so not far off from the chinking of the old school like calculator, but uh, but still still close that's what I did for fun statistics baseball cards and dice. Well, while I finish pouring these, why don't we start the main topic? All right. But first, a dramatic reading from X-Men Battle of the Atom, Chapter 10, Page 10, Panel 3. All this time, you can't blame the Phoenix for you going all dark and psycho. No, this one's all on you, genie. Don't talk to me about the Phoenix. You don't deserve the power. That was a dramatic reading from X-Men Battle of the Atom, Chapter 10. How embarrassing Page is 10. it? Oh, number 2. Well, it's, it's X-Men. Wait. Uh. This is actually the Battle of the Atom, Number 2. Yeah. But it's Chapter 10 of the full story. How embarrassing is it? It's from my stack, and I don't remember reading that panel at all. And it's a recent I didn't know. book. I had no idea who I was voicing. I don't know who that was, but then you had Zorn, who was Jean Grey. Jean Grey, yeah. yeah. So from the future. Well, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I'm sorry. You okay? Here's the thing. We we took a pause. We for we twenty started, minutes. We, no, we a started twenty minute pause. Beer. We we, we were drinking. We were having big Paul conversations. If he had to go to the bathroom, and Paul said no, and what? I didn't have to go. <laughs> but it just hit me right now. Right now. Right now. Right, I mean, that was like a minute into the show, and you're like, oh, I gotta pee. Not, not, no, 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 no. Not a minute into the show, a minute after coming back from like a 25 seconds. Yeah, you, I asked this Fuck man if he had to go to the bathroom, and you're just like, no. Nah. And then I start talking, and you're like, mm, gotta pee. I'm looking at it. You can still, I could have gone up and come back by now. Wash your hands. This is my house. I don't want your urine everywhere. Nope, it's going to be everywhere. <laughs> John, this is our main topic. We do it every year near Thanksgiving. It's a Sunday before Thanksgiving in America, we should say, to all our Canadian viewers. So you have it wrong. My, the main thing that I wanted to start this off, and it ties into the beer, is I'm glad... Wait, what, 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 what I, do we do I, every I, year, though? What, oh, um, I'm sorry. Every year we go into what we're thankful for, what's happened in the last year, whether it be comic books, pop culture, all that business. And uh, before we really got into that, to introduce this beer, I wanted to say that I'm thankful for 2013 for us really getting into and loving Bourbon aged beers. Oh, I, I love being able to drink so heavily, yet so literally, <laughs> little. <laughs> it's like this beer. It's fifteen percent. It's it's fifteen percent. It's one Chris, beer. Chris, since you're coming three. back from the bathroom, except you're having kitty cake games with uh, Paul's Paul's wife. Hey, what? Let's see how she's feeling. 
I know you, Chris, and I know how you are near married women. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> That's true. Sorry, that should have been on. He quit it. <laughs> uh, I just said one of the things I wanted to start saying was I'm thankful for the fact that this year is the year that we found and fell in love with bourbon aged beers. Mm-hmm. And that goes right into the brewery beer. Boas? Boas. Boas. I believe. It, or boys. It doesn't seem like boys? an actual word. Word, yeah. yeah. It's not something that you can look at and be like, oh, this is from, like, the cuvee, like, this is a French word. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, like this. when you're walking through, like, mm-hmm. I was, uh, Las Vegas and coming across Asian-themed restaurants that obviously had made-up names, like, Wazuzu. <laughs> like, wait, you mean, like, Wazu beef? Like, that isn't Kobe beef, but is kind of Kobe beef. And suddenly you put another zoo on it and to make it sound kind of Asian. <laughs> like, I don't know, I'm always a fan of the place inside the McKinley Mall that's named Walk and Roll. <laughs> I like that. It's, <laughs> it's clever. Yeah. Yeah. That's, or, or the Ouija board, which is yes, yes. And just in two different languages, mm. we French and then G, which is you just trailing on, sir. Okay. Uh, the boys, Boas. <laughs> But uh, this this is the fifth year that they've done this beer. It's an old ale aged in bourbon barrels. We're probably about halfway through these glasses, and every sip, it's just that, oh, God, it's so good. It's so good, and it's dragging me deeper into that phase. That, <laughs> yeah, you that got, that little, you of, got that little bit of haze around your yeah, brain, right? Yeah. You can actually feel your brain in your head, right? I can a little bit, and also I, I can feel my eyes kind of glossy. Um, and that didn't made no sense, and I realized that. Sorry, but no, it's no, it's true because you can feel, feel my eyes a little glossy. I feel I feel the haze in my brain. I can feel my brain in my head right well, now. How big of a big boy is it's, this? It, Paul had mentioned it's fifteen percent, and you do not get that at all on this beer. It goes down so smooth. And I, when we were talking about this, when Paul first took his sip, and you kind of made this, <laughs> and, and I was like, well, Paul, it's an old ale, old curmudgeon from Founders, which is a beer we all love. I go, you know, they kind of sweeten their beer using either molasses or maple syrup. I don't remember which. Probably molasses. And then I took a sip of this, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, they didn't use molasses or maple syrup, and this is delicious. Like, it didn't need to be cut or anything. And uh, it's absolutely delicious. I really, really like this. And this is this is one of those things why I love that we mm-hmm. love bourbon beers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that kind of started with our trip to Voodoo, right? Uh, no. You know what it started with? What? It started with Mother of All Storms. Oh, yeah. And the barley wine aged in bourbon Well, at least we got something good out of that relationship, John. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we got a lot of brewery beers, and we got some really good beers. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you can uh, look upon my two-year relationship with all the great beer that you had, because that's actually how I look on it, too. I I would hope. I hope you look at the silver lining, which is in beer. (laughs) I actually feel like texting, like, old friend of the show Mike and saying, like, this beer is delicious. Do it. Sorry. Start okay. off that relationship. Again. Right? It's okay. Rebuild it. She was a real cunt towards the end Whoa. with me getting my stuff. 
I'm no, sorry. She, she left all of his stuff sitting outside in the rain. She left my stuff sitting out in the rain. Then she didn't give me all my stuff, and I had to email, text, and call her to get the rest of my stuff. Mm-hmm. And then even then, I didn't get all of my stuff back. So, she's kind of crappy. But her brother was really good really? with beer. Yeah. He also drove us to voodoo. <laughs> yeah. He was going no matter what. Yeah. So, no, delicious beer. Um, I think he wanted to use me as a beer mule, and then I'm like, I spent way too much time outside. <laughs> I'm buying it at all. We spent six hours in the freezing cold. So, yeah. Hey, we have some of that beer downstairs, which we should, we can start settling up and drinking more of that. Yep. Um, but yeah. Let's... So that's what I'm thankful for, is our bourbon beers. Yeah, bourbon beers, we have definitely jumped full on board with. In barrel aged, you know, we're t- anytime, and I, I, my mom lives in Massachusetts, and she gets a different variety of beer out there. And I told her, anytime you see barrel aged, bourbon aged, and if it has an individual number marked on it, you need to buy those for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, very good. but this is good. This is one of the ones that when we got these beers that I'd been wanting to drink the most, next to the. Barrel bourbon aged barley wines. Mm. Mash and grind. Beer review and main topic all in one. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Chris, what are you thankful for this year? Um, this is, might be a little bit more inside baseball, but I'm thankful that we found out that people are actually listening and downloading the show. Oh, wow, that is really inside it, baseball. No, it is. Wow. Like this is something that. We've talked about this before. This is a way for us to get together every week, hang out, and talk about stuff that we love, whether it's comic mm-hmm. books, beer, like movies, video games. Like, it's a way for us just to do what we would be doing anyways. But, like, we schedule the time for, like, we get together, like, with the point, like, oh boy, I can't wait to hang out with John and Paul and be like, hey, did you guys read this? Well, one e- of the first. Even though you live with me. Yeah. <laughs> one of the first, like, uh, seeds for us actually doing the podcast, at least in my mind, was, a 45-minute phone conversation I had with Chris about Diablo 3 when it was first announced that it was coming out. <laughs> and this year saw the release of the Diablo 3. Well, so well, I, the release for the, and the like, gaming systems. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, because we spent like so much time and actually went in depth and like, like, this is really interesting talk. Like, even if I didn't know one of us, I would want, if I was a fan of this, like, if I played Diablo 2, and I didn't really have anybody to talk to, I would want to hear this conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is podcast worthy, you know? So so it's it's nice to hear that this is and, what you think. And then what was it? Back in June or July, we celebrated our 100,000th yeah. like, listen since we switched over. Yeah, episode 169. 169. Yeah, since we went from uh, whichever podcast server we had w- with producer Scott to uh, FeedBurner. Or through Google, you know. And the fact that we had that many listens, like, was shocking to me because it, this is something that we just do for fun. Like, it's, yeah. it's, this isn't a business. We make no money. There's no advertising. We, nope. We, we spend we more spend money, money than we, than we really even need to. Like, we're, we're not doing this to gain anything. It's just something we like to do. So the fact that there was a hundred thousand people or like, you know, all together, a hundred thousand times someone was like, I want to listen to this. That was on spring. And the fact that, We've continued to grow from there. Like, 
every month. Like we get more. Do you and more want to know losses. the total downloads right now? Yeah. Well, we lost one ninety, so yeah. I, we're going to be down. Uh, so you know, it was like what June, July. We said one sixty nine. Uh, we're up to one hundred and eighty eight thousand. See, not bad. A little over that, you know, more like one ninety because of the clicks and downloads. And just just to say that we make no money, and uh, we're the, just, we're the, just people the, that the, like to drink and talk about nerdy shit. The Bose here. I believe it's like a $30 bottle of beer that we, the three of us split. But you, you look at like, oh, $10, not bad. And it delivered. It's a delicious beer. But, you but know, honestly, like, that, that's kind of a broad thing and it's not really nerdy. I'm not going to go into that yet, but I'm thankful for just the fact that people want to hear us talk about what we talk about every week. In like the last two months, we got like two likes on our Facebook. And I was just like, oh my god, I'm so excited about these. Like, it's, it's, it's so stupid that I'm happy about it, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of this. There is, I don't think it's stupid at all because. Well, yeah, cause you're at the same table as yeah. I. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I, I thr- like, I, I, we, we tease quite a bit about how much I love the, the ratings and reviews on iTunes. Uh, and it, it, it is the one thing where, we put all this effort into it. We we come up with the topics for every show every week. We we take time out of look. We all have our lives going on. John, Chris, Chris is in a relationship with long distance thing, and that takes up I, a lot. Of time. I am Chris. <laughs> I'm married. That can take up like I could easily just spend this time watching episodes of Psych <laughs> with my wife and like being happy in that way, like. I could read more comic books. I could, there's other things that we could be doing. Uh, Sundays when we record, normally I spend four hours in a car. Yeah, to get back here in order to record with us, which is huge. Like, you guys could be working. You guys are missing out on money to be here or missing out with time with loved ones. Loved ones. Or... Yeah. And we do this because, one, we love hanging out with each other, but, two... Because we hope other people like hanging out with us. And I think it's huge when we get that kind of response back. Yeah. That, yes. There are actually people that like hanging out there's, with us. Because, yeah, you've heard of all of our actual friends on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, all the friends of the podcast have been <laughs> And I think that, that actually comes to another thing that I'm thankful for is, like, people like, you know, friend of the show, listener Steve who actually tells us to say, hey, you guys should be reading Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. You guys should be reading Thor, God of Thunder. Here, I'll drop them off uh, to your house while I'm passing through so you guys can read those. Because those are two books, especially that I've, like, I fall, fell in love with this year, that I absolutely mm-hmm. love. And I, I spent $5.99 on those books to buy hard copies versus having, like, the digital $3.99 yeah. copy of it. We, I did the same thing when we got a suggestion to read the Star Wars books, yeah. and I'm like, "You bought the wrong one," because yeah. he said it gets better later. later. The, yep. the, yeah. the volume, but, Lawrence Guest. Yep, Lawrence Guest. But the thing is, you kind of kind of have to start in the middle, or, uh, the beginning, right? Or no, I think some I, Star Wars. Come on, there Star is Wars. No. As long as you no. have a lightsaber and also Ep- Episode Four, you yeah. can start in the middle. That's true. We because. That's where everybody started. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, but, but yeah. the thing 
Yeah. I, I think it ties into like Chris's mind thing is having those having those fans that do recommend things and that you know sometimes they pan out, sometimes they don't. But we're we're there to listen and we are thankful of these people to say, hey, try this or mm-hmm. have this or just yeah l- like. Yeah, I'm definitely into that. I I definitely love it, but. All right, so my likes weren't as nice as yours. <laughs> no, I'm I'm ready to get into like the like like nerdy nitty gritty. My my first like is DC's digital kind of only uh escapades, uh you know with Batman Black and White, Batman sixty six, uh Superman Adventures. I'm glad that is happening over at DC because those are the books that I find myself loving. When they come out to actual print versus everything else that comes out from the DCU line. Like Batman Black and White, I'm there. Uh, Superman Adventures, like every one of the stories I enjoy. Like those books the, have been the most enjoyable for me this year. The, um, the Batman uh, Legends of the Dark Knight that were coming out, which mm-hmm. were pretty big name creative teams. Um, what was it? Damon, Damon Limonoff and. Uh, uh, who do we love, Paul? Demon Knight or uh, Paul Cornell? Probably. No, okay. uh, Essex County. Jeff Lemire. Okay, Jeff Lemire. Yeah. Jeff Lemire. Like those two guys doing a Batman issue. Mm-hmm. Like those stuff were great. Like I was picking those up until I saw that they were starting to come out in issues, and then I was like, oh, I can just instead of paying ninety nine ninety nine cents for three issues, I can get it for two ninety nine. It's it's been a good experiment. I, I, won't, I haven't been picking them up digitally. I wait until they actually get printed, and then I'm like, oh, cool, it's actually out on the shelf. I can buy it, and especially I, with Superman Adventures. I think that's very much just, it can't be only you and I, mm-hmm. but we like those anthology books. And it's good that that's the route that they're going online, but they're also saying, like, no, let's put this out on the... <clears throat> Shelf so people can buy because you are getting that out of continuity story for Superman or Batman mm-hmm. or anything else, and that's most fun. Like when we talked about the uh, Batman Black and White one, what episode was that? Like eighty nine, eighty eight. It was on our last look back. One eighty eight, one eighty nine. Can't remember. Yeah, yeah it would have been know. like four or five shows ago. Yeah. But that Batman Black and White that was really fun to read, mm-hmm. but it was also fun to talk about. Just like, hey, what was your favorite story? Yeah. You know, oh, well, my favorite was this one, you know, like... And it was fun to hate on the Denny O'Neill, not Denny O'Neill, the uh, Neil... Neil Adams. Neil Adams. Yeah, the zombie one. Zombie Batman, which was horrible. I can't say it was horrible. It wasn't to my taste. Yeah, it was There's there's the people that, you know, that are fans of that. That heavy-handed, like... No, no, we get yeah, it. Yeah, the art wasn't to too bad in it. It was sketchy, so it, and it wasn't finished, but... He's very exaggerated, though. Uh, yeah, the expressions. Long draw. Long draw. He walks into a bar, But how many of those other stories were like, this reminds me of Batman Animated Series? Yeah, yeah but yeah, like guess every, what? Every I love Batman. Story. <laughs> guess what? I love Batman the Animated Series. I own most of Batman the Animated Series on DVD. And frankly, sir, I would want more Batman the Animated <laughs> Series. They were to come out with saying, hey, guess what? We're redoing Batman the Animated Series. Front row center. Yeah. This guy right here. It's so hard buying. to finish that beer, though, isn't it? I don't want to finish it because that means I can't drink any more <laughs> of it. 
<laughs> That's why I left a little bit in the bottom of the glass here. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, okay. Would you pause something? Well, I'm also. You're awful? Are you also? I'm also thankful for something from DC, but more than that, I'm thankful for you guys going to the Voodoo Brewing Company <laughs> with ex friend of the show, Mike, and getting some wonderful barrel aged beers. He's still friend on our part. Yeah. It's up I, to him to friend on his part. I would. I would still really love to be his friend, but with his sister being my ex-girlfriend, it uh, it makes things tough, but hopefully we can work this out. Um, but no, this, this is something that he was like, oh, it's a bourbon barrel release. You guys love bourbon barrel beers. And uh, we talked about, we talked about some of these beers back in, uh, I think, mm-hmm. March and April, which kind of became barrel-aged month, Um, and uh, this is something that was, I mean, on the bottle is written in Sharpie 11813, which was when this was bottled. So we're almost, we're almost a year (laughs) for this bottle, and um, right when you sip it, you get that, you get the, as Chris said, you get the smoke that you didn't realize was on the nose. You don't get it all on the nose. You don't get it at all on the nose. And, and then, then it Paul, hits you and you're like, oh, I forgot. And then Paul was like, then you get sweet on the back of the mm-hmm. tongue, but you get that little bit of sweet on on yeah. the nose. And this is a 13.5. This is their Black Magic, which is, uh, I think it is, it's their Imperial Stout, aged in Buffalo Trace bourbon barrels and uh i i'm amazed we had the willpower to sit on these beers as long as we did um because this is really good it really is and i you know i say we wait till march to drink the other one because we have another bottle of this oh yeah yeah um, uh, we can wait until March of no, we, can't. we don't have that kind of willpower. There's a reason why we don't have Green Lantern rings, <laughs> and then it's not because Chris sold them on eBay. No, oh. I don't need any shit anymore. I know. I'm just uh, happy with living life. <laughs> but uh, we got the Papa Van Winkle, and then we have we do have the Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Aged in the same barrels, which mm-hmm. if we wait, we can wait for the date marked on them or when we bought them to drink with the apple brandy. The apple brandy we liked, Paul. The apple brandy we liked. I like the apple then you don't need to drink it. Chris and I can I take that home with us and we that. will have a gay old time <laughs> with it. Then you may. Really? Ooh. I, I don't want to, like... Nah, Are you I sure don't you don't want to try it just a uh, splash, and then Chris and I can get silly? <laughs> Maybe okay. I'd rather that happen. You can, take, you can take a splash. Take a splash. We'll get silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, after finishing the Boris, we all kind of agreed we wanted something else. Mm-hmm. And this is I I pitched this before the show, and I made it happen during the show. Yeah. Now we can become really thankful because man, I am. More buzz than I was this whole week of vacation. Which is upsetting because I spent this whole week of vacation in Vegas. Yeah, but come on. What 
They don't have Angry Birds. Uh, the Unida, like they're out of Utah. Mm-hmm. That's close to Nevada. Flat Tire is the most craft beer you can find in, in Las Vegas. Not, not and that's, bad, and that's a good bad. beer, though, you if you get it. You can't find that around here normally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, this beer is so delicious so and smoky. So, so, so thankfulness, guys. What Go. else are we thankful for besides that? Um, it's, it's not a comic book that started this year, but it's a comic book that I started reading, bought all the volumes to, and that is The Six Gun. I've mentioned it before on this podcast. It's that series that I read the first trade and I bought everything and found the issues digitally to catch up to ordering the books because it really, it just the perfect book for me. You know, it's the old West with mystical magic, angels, demons, anything you could possibly think of this book has. And it's probably one of my favorite books. It's always on the top of my stack next to saga. And it's saga is a completely different book. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it, it really is probably one of my favorite books of almost all time. And I'm thankful for I, finding that. I only read that first issue. No, you haven't. I thought we did. No, we've six, never. Oh, I'm we've thinking about, um, six, the other one. Chin music? No, the Western. Oh, uh, the, oh, the, the, uh, East, uh, East, East West. West. East of West. Sorry, yeah. Which has been pretty good, but not, but it is definitely trade worthy, not read um, it monthly because it is dense. I, I'd have to say like, I enjoy, I enjoyed reading all of the, the four volumes of, um, Six Gun. Mm-hmm. Single issue, it kind of sucks because, you know, I want to read it, I read it, and then I have to wait 30 days for the next one, you know? And that's the only thing problem with it, but hopefully I'll get that hardcover volume of it and then uh, we can read it for the show and you guys can fall in love with it as much as I did. I, I would love to fall in love mm-hmm. with that. And if you guys read books digitally, I can give you all <laughs> digitally. Oh, once we get tablets and stuff, <laughs> we will be. Yeah, just sign into my comic styles. You can read them all. Yeah. They're worth it. Because, well, you had a perspective, thankful. I, I did, and I threw it up to the Voodoo Brewery. But <laughs> much like you, Paul, I'm also thankful for something that DC has done. Um, it's consolidating their forces into Burbank, California. This is something that's coming a little bit further down the road. It's not going to happen for a little while, but I think it's a strong move to get all of your creative like compartments, everyone that matters to you in mm-hmm. one spot working together. The new 52 was a brilliant initiative. It reinvigorated our belief in DC comics. And this was two years ago now. Mm-hmm. And like you've yourself said, like, eh, you know, I'm not feeling like I was before. Like we yeah. bought every single issue that came out when they relaunched. We continued reading a lot of those for at least a year or two. Mm-hmm. At this point, we're kind of like, okay, it's moving fizzled. on. Mm-hmm. If they can do something to get me reinterested in it, awesome. Make me want to pick up those single issues again. I know 
like Jeff Johns has hinted at something he's going to be working on coming out of Forever Evil. I don't know what this is going to be. Is it a crime syndicate book? Because that's not going to do it. But if it's something else that's really cool, awesome. Like, there's rumors of it being like a Booster Gold book again. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, have Booster Gold show up, but maybe jumping between parallel dimensions or something now. Well, that- he showed up in Jonah Hex. John, did you read that? No, Jonah Hex ended up showing up in his book. Oh. And yes, I did read that. Okay. It was in that, the Booster That's a very John book to pick up. It was in the Booster Golds book. I, I, I want to. <laughs> it is a, it is a John book to pick up. I, I want to like DC. Mm-hmm. I want to like Marvel. Like, yeah. this is what I grew up reading. We want to like comic books. That's why we're comic book fans. So give like, me, give me a reason to, mm-hmm. you know, circle those wagons and come, like, come out guns blazing it once more. I, I think we're all at the point too with like with with DC. I'm down to three books that I pick up monthly that I want to pick up monthly. I'm at four. You know, four. Chris is probably around the same. I'm at and man. I don't need to know. Thing, I don't care. Animal Man and Wonder Woman. Um, but at, I think our listeners almost care. on the same end. With with Marvel, I think I'm at three books, so I'm I'm about equal with both big companies, and then I'm constantly trying with independent stuff to really get me. And I have Saga, I have the Six Gun, you know, mm-hmm. and I am looking for other things. I pick up all the Mike Manola, Dark Horse stuff, um, the Eric Powell. You know, Billy the Kid, Oddball Western, uh, The Goon. Like, I, I, I try at other stuff, but a lot of times it really does fail. And, I mean, that, I think that's, it's just really hard to keep people's interest for a long period of time on a book. Someone like Scott Snyder just keeps, not only does he keep bringing a great story arc, but, you know, he changes the book. You know, he takes it back into the past. And I think that's something that, you know, you gotta do to keep things really fresh. As Paul's watching football on the screen. Yeah, I know, I agree. Foot, uh, football score. 24 for Denver, 0 uh, for New England. Is it leading up to the Super Bowl yet? <laughs> yes, it all leads up to the Super Bowl. Uh, last Super Bowl, I have to say, we had Steve on the show. We should have him again. <laughs> Long running segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is actually probably our longest running segment is our Super Bowl because our holiday episode. We missed a year, but yeah, year. but uh, did this we do Super Bowl every year? I think so. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we have. Well, the yearly look back and look forward, I yeah. think, is definitely one, too. Yeah, definitely. I remember the first yearly look back and, like, Paul had, like, we had a dry erase board and Paul yeah. was, like, up, like, yeah. writing things on it. Well, that's yeah, when we the, were on Ustream, though. Yeah, when we were on Ustream, and we were also doing a... So very Like, good. what video no. games we were looking forward to most, and we did our very first bracket. That was our first bracket. Paul's very first bracket. Something he just tried to squeeze in any chance he can. Hells yeah. I think we should call Voodoo Brewery and try to do an interview with those guys. Because it's beer. we should call them and see if they'll send us more beer. <laughs> yeah. We might become... We could become friends with them. Friends of the show, Voodoo Brewery. Actual, actual brewery to be friends with us. That'd be pretty great. What else have we got? 
Anything uh, else we're thankful for? Uh, you know, I, I was thankful for DC's digital thing. I, I'm done being thankful. Now let's get into our turkey. You know, who, who's been the biggest turkey? Who's been the worst? What well, we, we wish things would change for, uh, in this upcoming year. And mine is simple. It's, we've talked about how my, my love, we've talked how all of our love of the DC. We, we had a lot to drink, folks. Please give us a break. New, new 52. Nope, always no break for me. <laughs> no. New 50- well, you gotta go to the bathroom? No, I'm good. Chris? New, nope. Alright. The new 52 has now faltered, you know, two years in. And things just aren't fun anymore over at DC. None of their books are really enjoyable. That's why I love so much their digital stuff, is because that's where I can read books. That's out. where you can get the fun. Yeah. Out of continuity, just. Let me read these characters that I haven't fun with. It's out of continuity, but it still feels like the old 52, yeah. or the old DC mm-hmm. versus that new 52. And I can understand that. DC editorial has so slogged down the creative juices of it, the, the comics it, that it, are being put out. It does feel that, because they'll start and stop a book mm-hmm. within a couple issues. Yeah. Or, the, you know, or... But here's the thing. Within those couple issues, they have never say like, no, this just isn't performing what we needed to do. But some of those things, like, you need to, like, build, build on. You need to say, like, man, you missed a really good series. You should check out the trade. And then how how often have we checked out a trade and then hopped on a series? It's been... I can count twice this year. Mm-hmm. The, and it, it, Hawkeye and... Hawkeye and, and <laughs> Thor. Like, that's two books that we all jumped on that series. You know, so, I mean, you gotta give some time to build on this. They've canceled books and then still put out the trade, but the trade is like three months after the book was canceled. Mm -hmm. It's not right away. It isn't giving you the complete story. There's no way to really catch up with DC right now. And they've, DC's never had that. Mm hmm. Marvel is that one that like that six issue comes out the next week the tr- the next week the trades out yeah and they're they're willing to say hey you need to jump on this bandwagon where DC's view is hey you didn't jump on it it's gone we're gonna do something else but they they have been better about getting those trades out there it, they've been better instead of a six month turnaround it's now a three month turnaround but. It's still, it's it's dodgy at best to try to try to support those characters. The characters don't even feel like the characters anymore. My old Earth Two characters don't feel like them. Don't feel the same. Jay Garrick is not Jay Garrick anymore. He's not the old statesman. He's not old. Well, your JSA is not your JSA. Yeah. I I do. I haven't read it in. Like yeah. months now, but I like that younger Jay Garrett because that was the Wally West character. Yeah, he was Wally West, but there's no legacy to the DCU. Yeah, and I mean, which that... is what the DCU was based on. You had Marvel, which was everybody was new, everybody happened within the past past five years. It constantly seemed like, and in DC you had no. This has been a building universe. This is it's, this is it's thirty. Huge. This is forty. This is fifty years. This these are characters have that are. Existing in this world that if you want to dig deeper into this world, we have that for you. 
this is now a DC universe that feels flat and is like, no, we got a year zero now. Everybody have a year zero. Huh. And, and that's what they're doing. Well, it, it seems more like. Batman have a year zero. Everyone else try to tie your book into yeah. Batman. Because Batman sells. And it's it's the one that we all <laughs> that we all read. Yeah. yeah. It's that's my turkey of the year that they yeah, haven't I mean, understood it's, like how, that balance of fun and and just give comic book creators the area and room to breathe. No. To create good stories. Like Night Force. Paul, you have it on your desk right next to you. Uh, obviously, it's obviously there. I'm at you're it. the one that's always like, guys, can you give me another passage from Night Force to read? Yeah. That's definitely definitely what I say. Marvel, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's the football score? <laughs> Go ahead, guys. Um, I'm guessing it's four to two. Oh, it's close. It's 24 me? to zero. Yeah. Um, my turkey was going to be Brian Wood, but I've decided to change it. Oh, wow. Um, there was some stuff. Audible played. Much that's like a football reference. Football. Um, there was some stuff coming out about Brian Wood macking it on ladies at comic book conventions, flaunting his professional like catalog over people, mm-hmm. being like, hey, baby, I'm somebody. Yeah, I'm married. Come get with it. And... Female creators voicing their concerns, like, no, that it's terrible to be a mm-hmm. female creator in this field, and he's a prime example why. And then him kind of backpelling and defending himself, like, yeah, this happened, but I'm sorry. Okay, dude, sorry, I did not mean to kick you, John. You, All you I know tickled is Brian my Wood. Hi, respect being married, man. Being married is awesome. I love it. You love it. I do. Not everyone does. I don't understand like why. It's awesome. I, I don't. Like I enjoy all the different pussy. <laughs> I've. I felt mine was a little bit too big and heavy, so I decided to go with Turkey for Marvel. Way too many books being three ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. Because not the pussy being way too big and heavy. By the way, you gotta get your that turkey. Being way too big and heavy. Uh, it, you it, left that participle dangling. Yeah. If 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 not to dogpile, but I'm going to on Marvel on it. is, and it's something they've done for a while. But it's the double shipping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes and that's triple shipping. That's the thing too. When you're buying one book that ships twice a month for three ninety nine, it's it's kind of staggering. And that's what did it for me when I go through and fill out the previous catalog, and it's like. Oh, well, I buy X-Men. I buy X-Men, Wolverine and the X-Men, which is actually ending. We didn't talk about that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, Wolverine and the X-Men will be ending within the next year. But that book double ships every month. It's also three ninety nine. Well, he has astonishing X-Men to be like, writing. So I and yeah, amazing. Those two. Oh, amazing. And he's got... Um, amazing X-Men, three ninety nine. All new X-Men, three ninety nine. Uncanny X-Men. Three ninety nine, and they're all like really good books. But when I'm filling out the order form, and all of those are listed in the same column together, I'm like, "Ooh, that's four dollars. That's four dollars. That's four dollars. That's four dollars." It really dissuades me from being like, "Well, maybe I should pick up Hawkeye," mm-hmm. because as much as I'm enjoying Hawkeye, 
I'm already committing to all of these X-Men books because if I'm buying one X-Men book and enjoying it and I know I'm going to enjoy the rest of them, I'm probably going to buy those other X-Men books alongside it because you want I'm, the full story. I want that full family of books. It's the same reason <laughs> why I read Green Lantern, Green Lantern Corps, Green Lantern New Guardians, Red Lanterns because it's they're all together. <laughs> it's why I read Batman, that's why I read Red Hood and the Outlaws, Nightwing, Teen Titans, because I want that family of characters. That's right, listeners. Chris buys too many books. Yeah, I've really slowed down, though. But that three ninety nine price point, I don't care if you're giving me that free digital copy with it, because I'm not using that, because mm-hmm. I've read the book. And this is what, what kills me, because I do read a little more on digital than the other two guys, is... Three ninety nine price point for Chris, he gets a digital copy. Three ninety nine for me digitally, I don't get I don't you get, don't get I don't get copy. anything. You don't get a print copy. And yet? I I don't know if that's to get people to buy the hard copy, but if you're giving that digital copy away and you're saying you're giving it away for like a mm-hmm. dollar, well, why am I paying? I should be paying two ninety nine yeah. for that digital copy, and that's like. That's really sticks in my craw. I, yeah. It should stick to your craw. Because I really, like, God of Thunder is that three ninety nine book, and I buy it, but is I it? buy it. Oh, man. I, I buy it begrudgingly. I really like that. I really like mm-hmm. the book. I want it in a hard copy, but, I, you know, to catch up to where I was at, it's a three ninety nine copy and i was really excited when comiXology was like got a thunder on sale no it's the first six issues on sale i've read those yeah i have them in trade i don't need (laughs) i don't need it i was really hoping it was the whole series and like that last issue would be 399 and i'd be like oh man that's awesome (laughs) it never works out that well though do it i don't know i've gotten (laughs) i've gotten some great deals video games it does Look for hum- humble bundles and look for Steam sales. Uh, I've gotten some great deals on Comicsology. I, I will have to say, mm-hmm. and they're working on like that share policy where I can share like an issue with friends. Hey, you guys can share anything from my digital library from Steam. Hmm. Because they mean the same network, Steam or no, no, just okay. you guys are my brothers and therefore <laughs> family. You know, like you sense. can. You guys are my brothers as well. John, was that your turkey? I, I have or to are say, you piggyback. Well, I I was. I, I would give you that piggyback, and you can give mm, you another one. I I that is kind of my piggyback. Um, I, you know, I think with everything that you guys have said, is that is that thing that I I, I agree and I put out there, and I don't. We, were, we did start as a DC comics yeah. podcast really that first year that we were the jeff johns bandwagon podcast and now we've I, like, so yeah. soured well no, i mean we, we're scott 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 snyder batman yeah. podcast there was a period where it was you know jason I, aaron i i have to say with brian michael bendis before we even started the podcast yeah. with our comic books for the Pretty close i mean chris and i for the last 10 years probably you the last eight years paul mm-hmm. maybe yeah. 10 years who knows now? History. I was in. I was reading Johnny the Homicidal Maniac back in 
Yeah. When and, I was still at Canisius, so. Yeah. So, yeah, 2002, 2003? 2001. 2002. Yeah, but, yeah, you, you started, that no. was because of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The so, I got into comic books was because of you. So, it was probably 2002, and 2003. Books. And lightsabers? No, still 2001. Because <laughs> I was at Canisius. It took me almost a year to befriend you, and then to bring you into the fold to introduce you to other friends, because I was like, this guy's fucking weird. When when John says other friends, he means me. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't right. <laughs> Nate Wright reference. Uh, I don't know. I'm too drunk now to realize what my uh, my point was. Uh, what was I saying? Oh no. Oh, we've always been. Everything has its rise and fall, mm-hmm. and I I mean that's definitely with comic books, and. Right now, I'm at an equal point with DC and Marvel. And I have to say, Marvel rose dramatically. Mm-hmm. So that piggybacks onto you saying that Marvel ha- or DC has dropped off. And, I mean, it's not really a turkey for Marvel except for that double shipping. I would I would read more books from Marvel if it wasn't for that. Mm. So, I don't know if it... it uh, just, it's it's hard to keep up with Marvel. I think I think a little bit of the, a little bit of the turkey is just me for not getting to the shop as much, and I I I feel like I'm the turkey because I don't go to my comic book shop and I've started buying more things digitally because I really feel bad for the guy that owns that comic book shop because those are I mean that's sales that he's it's sales out. that he's missing out, but it's so much. It's so much easier to get it digitally. Because well, when I'm sitting on my lunch break, boom, I just bought a comic and I just read it. You know? And to sit and wait for that book or to say, hell, oh, go get it now or then. But looking at the industry where the comic book shop owner can't return books that are unsold. So he's out that money no matter what. Yeah. So all he can do is offer it at a discount to it in order to make sure that he's getting his money back, you know, yeah. selling it at cost. And yeah, and I think it's, that's that's where you know, I've I've become the I'm the turkey. It's it's an ugly business. <laughs> it is. Books. And who thought that digital, you know, when you start a comic book shop, who thought like digital comics would be a thing? Yeah. And that it would build Oh, well, now it is. It's day, everybody's staying yeah. late, and we're living in that world, and it's an it, adjustment. And it's, like it's, it's just people like me just getting too lazy to go out and, uh, purchase it. But laziness it, is a big factor, though, for the comic book nerd. But mm-hmm. the, well, it's convenience. And why, yeah. why put it, you can put it on yourself and I, say laziness, or you can put it on, I just sort it out. I just sorted out a huge amount of comic books to get them mm-hmm. into the crawl space of my apartment, out of my room. That's a small crawl space. It is. I've been in there. <laughs> I have organized Christmas decorations in there. I understand. And it's it's me going, I could get rid of probably about 45 to 55% of these books because I'm never ever going yeah. to read them again even looking at them i'm going why did i even buy this mm-hmm. where if i were to do that digitally it's me just hitting a button and it it's gone 
Yeah. And if I ever thought like, hey, was that run really good? Oh, let me re-download it. Mm-hmm. It's no clutter. It's no space. Until that service, digital service, goes out of business, and then you're out all that but, money, and you can't re-download anymore. At the same time, like, I've already bought all these physical copies that I've never gone back to mm-hmm. reread. Going back 12 years now. Mm-hmm. Like, 12 years from now, am I going to lament not being able to reread that book that I downloaded today? And yeah, Probably not. And I'm here's, just and, to and, I, I know, you're, I, I know you're, you're trying to, yeah. you're, you're, you know, that's, that's always been your role on the show, but here's the thing is, if it meant that much to me, would it, you, I you could go out and buy I the, could go out and buy the yeah. physical copy mm-hmm. if I really wanted to reread it. Yeah, that's true. And actually, I was looking through, I have so many crazy holes in my, uh, 52. And I know oh, that. 52, 52? 52, 52. Why would he have? Uh, because they're in every single long box that I have. And I let somebody borrow, like, the last half, and I don't think I ever got it back. And I was like, oh, I could just buy it. I could buy it. You know what? This Christmas, this holiday season, I'm reading the 52 again. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> you know? Can I borrow? You can borrow. <laughs> I'll read an issue, you can borrow that oh, issue. There you go. All right. But yeah, but, but, you know, it's, it's, it, and with Saga, I love Saga. I have probably about three issues out of the 15 issue run that I bought digitally because I didn't get them. I didn't get them. So I don't have that run. But if I had bought them all digitally, I'd have them all. Yeah. And I've been keeping up on them for the most part, so I don't need to buy them in trade, because I do have them. And, like, that's that's the biggest thing for me. And and I was talking in one of our breaks saying that I, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to go completely digital. And I don't have to worry about that previews, ordering, and... I'm three months behind, so I've ordered three book, three issues of a book that I don't like where I can actually just say, I'm going to try this book, I'm going to try this book, I'm going to try this book, and read those issues and maybe find a book that I had missed before and actually read. I agree. I'm nodding my head in agreement. The only thing thing that I'm like, oh, that's going to be a problem is when we do... Our look back, yeah. and then you guys but have to read them if we're digitally. All going partial or full digital at that point, and we have mm-hmm. like the equipment to read them on. Like, I have no problem giving you guys my yeah. the Comicsology yeah. account, and us changing. We could change the format of the show in order yeah. to and, change. And the other thing, unless is, our listeners say no, no, no. And they won't. But the the other thing is, like, if if I go digital and I have a tablet, I can easily just be like, oh, here's a tablet. Please just yeah. give it back to me in a day or two. Or what we normally do is just, just show up. Show up and read them right before yeah, the show. And not pass around our tablets, which might be what we're doing in the near future. Who knows? Yeah. Which I hate because I... I, I think but, most of our listeners are catching up on comic books anyways. Yeah. And they're in the same boat we kind of are getting into now, and, which is yeah, like, and it's, guys, I, what is good? What is, what's worth Some reading? people don't have that local comic book shop. Yeah. And I feel 
I do have this guilt of having to look at not, comic book shop and not going, not going to it. Because I, it's hard. It's hard to keep up. I've had I was a, mu- a weekly so, guy that had stopped going weekly. And that I don't know, yeah. showing up every other week to every once a month. And adding a trade to your stack because you're like, I'm only getting two books. I have my card. I have to spend over $10. Well, that's what I was doing before. Now yeah. I'm not even doing that. I'm like just waiting and then going back and like, oh, what book did I miss? All right, I'll just look for it and like try to pull it. And if I miss it, meh, I miss I just, it. I just hope there's those other people that are going in every week spending all that money. The whales. And then the whales, like we talked about that in 190, was it? Yeah, 190. Oh, the concept of the but, whale. But is... then also those people that are the younger us now where mm-hmm. they're like, Getting back into it or rediscovering or, or it. Or getting introduced to it with the shows and the yeah. movies. Or people and that love what, the 90s. What's really crazy is the comic book shop we go to, that guy loves beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the show is meant Red, for him. Red Oak. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a tough transition right now because I still want to read physical, but I don't want to have to... Show up Pick up place. everything yeah. because it's like I'm not going to go back to this. I, my room, just like Paul, like Paul's office where we record, mm-hmm. is a lot of times just stacks of comics here, there, 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 yep. there. And I've been trying to say, okay, the books that I bought this month, I actually have a little magazine rack that's in the living room that I try to keep those so I can be like, oh, I can pull these out. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, where are the rest of these books? And then I have a stack in my, I have a stack next to my bed on my bed stand. Mm-hmm. I have a stack that's on my dresser. I have a stack that's on the floor. I have a yeah. stack that's on my footstool. And I don't have a, like, a place to put these until I was like, oh, I really got to organize these. And I packed them in boxes and I put them into the crawl space. And I'm like, I'm not going into this crawl space for at least another two years. <laughs> You know, when I, when I yeah. probably, when I move out is going to be when I go, I got to go into those books. But I've looked at those long boxes that have been in my crawl space for two years going, I should really organize those. Yeah. But then organizing them is that whole process where you take everything out yep. and you have all these stacks and then you. That's the only way to do it. And then mm-hmm. when you have those stacks, you start looking through and reading those books and it takes even longer. Yeah. And then you have mm-hmm. this whole just this like bunch of shit books. Yeah. And I was talking to Chris um probably three four weeks ago, and I was like, "Do you know where I could just donate books? Because I really feel like I could just give almost all of my collection I, away." The thing is, it's like, "Oh, a children's hospital," and then you're like, "Ooh, yeah, not these yeah. books, right?" And that's why. And I ran then you're into- like a library, and you're like. Where would they put them? These are horrible. Like, yeah. It doesn't work. That's why I ran into, like, the woman I work with, I was giving books for her daughter. I was like, I can't give her, like, this series. Like, can't I give can't her give her Sandman this one. Or like, Hellblazer or... Yeah, because no matter how great Sandman is, it's very mature. Like, mm-hmm. it, it hits that. There was something else I was thinking about, like, giving her, but I was like, uh, I can't. Like, the, it's got some of that salty language in there, and this girl's 11, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I mean, it's hard. And, like, where do you donate these or where do you give them? Or 
are you just supposed to hold on to them in your long box? Because yeah. I've had like, oh, this is just a really big over-the-top superhero book. I'm going to give it to a friend of mine who's got a three-year-old or four-year-old who just loves superheroes. Like that's the kid. It's the kid that's running down the street wearing the Superman T-shirt with a Hulk fist in one hand and a Captain America shield in the other. Like he doesn't know what superhero he is. He just loves them all. So yeah, you give him that book that has that over-the-top comic book action that a kid can look at. And we we love this medium. We, we want do. It to succeed, mm-hmm. but the medium is falling it, so far behind. The, the now. medium's adapting, I think. And it, we're seeing that. Um, I didn't talk about this in the We Can Geek, but this is something that's being rumored where Marvels can be going after their own type of digital format okay. within the next year. Like not abandoning something like Comicsology, but where it's more they're going to have their own digital format mm-hmm. where they're taking advantage of like their AR app that they have. Where if you're reading a comic book, you can download the AR app on your phone. And when you center the image on your phone, like it brings up expanded material. Like you can watch this video, watch this ex- like extra clip of what's happening. Mm-hmm. But they'll have that integrated into it. And that's what people have been waiting for is that additive bonus feature content for digital. And, I mean, like, Dark Horse has been one of the ones that have had their own digital. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not on Comixology at all. They're not supported by Comixology, where, like, Marvel, DC, Image, and so forth, they're all supported by that Comixology technology. Because those three companies were looking at who's the diamond of digital? Who's the diamond comics of digital? And Dark Horse is like, we're going to do our own publishing. And, so. and I've bought stuff on Dark Horse. I I would rather them be part of that comicsology because I mm-hmm. go more to comicsology. But I found so much, so many gems that I wouldn't have picked up before on comicsology. And it, it it it's tough. Like I really, I feel like a turkey for really going more towards that digital medium. Really? Yeah. Uh, you you were going to the bathroom when I said that earlier. Yeah, that's that was just, That was my my final turkey. You're a turkey. I'm a turkey. Ooh, I love turkey though. And, and you, I, I love, and you all love our me. <laughs> and everything that they do for us, whether it's just downloading, listening, or liking us over on Facebook. I do love the likes on Facebook. Or you could comment on every episode when we post them on Facebook. Just give us a search. Bag and board. I had to start sneezing all or, of a sudden. Fuck is that? That's a turkey. <laughs> it's it's like an allergy attack in the like middle of the winter here in Buffalo. Mm. Everything's can, dead. Why am I it's, sneezing? It's dry in our apartment. Sorry, Paul. It's okay. And, or you can email us at contact at bagdenboardcast.com. I know it's a long email address, and I'm sorry. We're a long-running podcast, so we have a long-running email to reflect that. But also feel free to email us individually at chrisgenrepaul at bagdenboardcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, bagdenboard, and also on Tumblr. Tumblr, which I haven't done anything on in a while. It was all just stuff from the Facebook anyways, which is stuff from the Tumblr or... Twitter, or our Instagram, which we don't have an Instagram, but 
just follow hashtag #BangBoardCast because it goes up there. I was I was about to be shocked that we no, had an I, Instagram. When I take the pictures for the episode, like tonight, I took a picture of the three beers we were going to be drinking and said, like, hey, it's Bangboard Podcast oh, 192. We're doing this and drinking this. And if you want to hire somebody that has a bachelor's of science in economics, <laughs> contact Paul at BangboardCast.com. People, people are smarter than that, Paul. They are. I'll but send again, you my they're resume. not smart enough to buy voodoo brewery beers. Oh. Have a good night, everybody, and happy Thanksgiving.